Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. Sam, thankful for the opportunity to be here tonight. Uh, I desire your prayers tonight. I feel like I'm about to explode. Bless you, Lord. Uh, Lord, give me this message probably a couple of months ago. Actually, let me preach it not long ago. It's like I've went into this weekend and the Lord's just not let me get over it. And I've tried it every way in the world because I don't want to preach it tonight. I tried everywhere in the world. He'd give me three or four different thoughts and I thought, yeah, I'll go in and I'll study that. And I'll try to get in those and see if that's what he wants. But every time he just keeps bringing me right back here. I try not to be before you long. I know we're all anxious to get into that, but... I've got to do what the Lord tells me to do tonight. If I don't do, that's what I was sitting there thinking. If I don't do what He's asked me to do tonight, I'm disobedient and I'm not going to be able to willingly partake of that and knowing that I didn't do what I was supposed to do. So you be much in prayer for us tonight because I, I desire your prayers. Uh, I'm nervous. I'm scared to death tonight. I mean, I always am, but for not some reason more than others. So you just be much in prayer for us here tonight. Uh, We'll be in chapter uh, chapter 10 of the book of Hosea this evening. I'm only going to read a couple of verses. We'll start reading there in verse 12. Verse 12 says, Sow to yourself in righteousness, reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord. Till He come and rain righteousness upon you. You have plowed wickedness and you have reaped iniquity and you have eaten the fruit of the wise because thou didst trust in the ways of the multitude and of the mighty men. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to stand tonight. Lord, Lord, we pray, Lord, that you just help us, Lord, get us out of the way, Lord. Lord, that you calm us, Lord, and your words will come out, Lord, not ours, dear Lord. Lord, I pray that you just help us here tonight, Lord. Help the church, Lord, help the people, Lord, help the members that are here, Lord. Help everyone, Lord. Pray, Lord, that if there be one lost, Lord, that you'll save them. Lord, if there be one backslid, that you'll, you'll get them back in line with you, Lord. Lord, we thank you and we praise you for all that you do for us. Lord, it's in your mighty holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. And again, I, I began to sit there and I was thinking... And the urgency of this message just kept playing over in my heart. Just kept yes, uh, My yeah. heart just feels like it's about to beat out of my yeah. chest even yet now. Because I believe there's an urgency in the message tonight. Right. I believe that God has an urgency in this. Hey, you know, we mentioned it earlier today. This is the last opportunity before we partake, maybe. You know, we don't know that for sure, but I believe that this could be the last opportunity. If you're if you're not right with God, then you've got an opportunity to get right. But ultimately, if you're not saved, you've got an opportunity that if God knocks on your heart, that you can be saved tonight, and you can partake in this for the first time. So I don't know the importance. I don't know whose heart that this is for tonight. It may be just for me. Like I said, I shared with you earlier in the week about reading Isaiah and, and how it... How it convicted my heart about how I constantly am looking at somebody else. I'm constantly looking at somebody else to do more, to do better. And Isaiah said, here I am. I'm a man. I'm I'm undone. I've got unclean lips. Lord, clean me. And he showed me that this week. And that kind of just fell right in line with this. you know. And he he says the same thing over there in Jeremiah chapter 4 and 3. He says, for this saith the Lord of men of Judea and Jerusalem... Break up your fallow ground and sow not among the thorns. Then I begin to this week especially. I've been trying my best to get exactly where the Lord would have me to get, to be exactly where the Lord would have me to be, so that I can partake of this this evening, that I can be exactly where He'd have me to be. And I begin to ask Him, Lord, show me where I'm failing You at. You know, it says, and there in verse twelve it says, "Sow to yourself in righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallow ground." Then I'm asking Him to break up my fallow ground, to break up those things that's never been tilled up before. That's what fallow means. 
untilled ground, unplowed ground, and I'm asking Him to break those things up in my life so that I can that I can get closer with Him. Because you know, do you know, even as being a preacher, there's sometimes that there's sin that comes in my life. There's things that I do that that's against God's will that God does not have me pleased to be doing those things. But if I'll ask God, if you'll start begging God to plow up your ground and to show you where you fell at, you know He's going to start showing you things. You know, what's the, and I begin to think, what's the importance of tilling up your ground? What's the importance of, when you look at your garden and you look at those things, if you don't till up the ground, your seed don't get very deep in it. It don't grow. It may grow on the top but it don't root very well in there right, and it may just burn up before long but if you'll till that ground and you'll get all that stuff worked up and you'll get down there and you'll get in that fresh dirt that good dirt and it can be covered back up and it'll be plowed and it'll grow and it'll sprout up and that's what I'm asking God to do here tonight yeah, for me right, if not for anybody else is break up that hard ground that's inside of me yeah. break up that old hard sin that I've got sitting on the surface that I ain't oh. let nobody get into that I ain't let him, right. that I ain't been willing to let him break up that I ain't been willing to let man to let him to, to do what he wants to do with it. But Lord, I'm asking you tonight, break up our fellow man. Break me up, Lord. If it means putting me on my face, let me cry out to you, Lord, because I need, Lord, I need help. I need him to show me where that I fell at. Because, hey, I'll be honest with you, I struggle day in and day out. Time and time again with being a God, being a man of God. Struggle with trying to do the right things. Struggle with trying to say the right things. Trying to be sure that I walk the right way. You know, and the Bible says that, hey, if we'll ask on him on these things, if we'll sow to these things and says, Be not deceived, for God is not mocked whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. See, and if I sow to the things of God, I'm going to reap the things of God. But if I sow to the flesh, I'm going to also reap the things of the flesh. You know, I think too often we get concerned about sowing to the flesh. You know, it says there in verse 13, You have plowed wickedness and you have reaped iniquity. I believe we as a church age, that's what we're plowing. That's what we're concerned about. That's what we're sowing is wickedness. And don't get me wrong, I know our church, I love our church, and I love the churches that are all represented here tonight. Hey, but we need to break up some fallow ground. Yeah. We need to get things better. We need to be more burdened about the lost that are out there. We need to do more. We need to pray more. We need to be more burdened. We need to go out more. Do everything that we can do to show those people that there's a better way. Because hey, the world's telling them that they got everything to offer. The world's showing them everything out there. And it looks good. Even as a Christian, what the world has sometimes looks good. But if we'll sow to the world, then they're going to read the things of the world. We'll read the things of the world. Hey, it's important for our children that are sitting here tonight to read the things of God. And if they see our parents, yeah. if they see grandma and grandpa, mom, dad, brother, if they see us sowing to the things of God, then they're going to they're going to take notice of that. Then we will start reaping those things. And then in turn, they will reap those things. Because the Bible tells me that if I live for Him, that He'll save our household. Right, if we'll right. lift Him up, that He'll draw all right. men nigh and bring us. See, that tells me that I'm doing something wrong there because I ain't lifting Him up enough because every man ain't been drawn unto Him. Right. And again, I know that it's just more than me. I know that there's, I can't just take it all upon myself. But it has to start somewhere. It has to start in my heart to show me where that I need to get better at, to show me where I need to improve at. And if I'm willing to take that step tonight and allow Him to plow up my ground and to show me where I need to improve at, that he can start working in there. And maybe it may not be, it may not be something that I'll ever see. It may not be something that'll take place for five years, ten years, fifteen, twenty years. I don't know. But all I know is that I desire to walk with God. I desire to be as close to him as I can possibly be. I desire when we go into this thing that 
tonight that I that it will be spiritual for me. That I'll feel just exactly what we're supposed to feel and that I'll be just exactly where it happens to be. And the only way that I'm going to get to that spot is if I will allow Him to break up that fallow ground. If I will allow Him to plow that up. To allow Him that unwanted stuff. That hard sin. That thing that's in there that no man sees. If I will allow Him to start working and start moving in my life. Do you know He will start plowing that up? Then I'll, again, and I'll have a choice to make there as well. There'll be times if I start asking for these things and asking Him to get down, we're getting yeah. down deep, getting where the yeah. rubber meets the asphalt. If I ask Him those things, I'm going to have to decide that when He shows me where I'm wrong, when He tells me where I'm wrong, when He shows me what I need to do better, when He shows me what I need to, to let go of the world, I'm going to have to do that. Amen. So Brett's asking an awful lot. You're saying that you want God to convict your heart and show you where you're wrong and throw, the, get the things out of the world. Yeah, that's exactly what my spirit wants. Hey, the flesh don't want that. I told you the flesh didn't want to stand tonight. The flesh wanted to sit there and let somebody else have the message, let somebody else do that. But the Spirit of God said, hey, I need you to stand. I need you to tell what's going on in your heart. I need you to tell that, hey, we want to be better. Amen. Hey, and, and I don't believe that's just myself speaking. Right. I believe as a church body that, hey, we want to get better. Amen. You say, well, Al, why do you... Because we've been meeting for two years almost on Monday nights. Mm-hmm. The men and women both praying about a revival, right. praying things happen. And you know things are happening. Amen. But do you know also know that we can still do right. more? Amen. We can still convict. Yeah. We can still yeah. let those things that are hindering our walk, that are keeping us from going, that are keeping us from doing what God has to do, we can allow Him to get down deep and dig that stuff yeah. up and up. And if we if we'll let him do that, and we'll obey him when he shows us, he's going to bless in that. Not that that's what we do this for. Hey, we do this for them out there. We do this because hey, there's a lost and dying world out there that needs to know about Jesus Christ. And they're not going to see it inside these four walls. Hey, let's just be honest. There ain't many lost people coming to church anymore. You may get one straggling every now and then and they'll get saved or somebody growing up in your family. You may say, but you ain't just getting multitudes of people coming in off the street looking for God. So see, that tells me that we have to take the work to them. We have to go out to the field, to the highways and the hedges, compel them that are lost, beg them and whatever we need to do to get them to God's house. Because I believe that there's some people in my life that I've witnessed to, that I've seen God working on. I believe if we could just get them here that God can do the rest. Again, God ain't going to make them be saved. He ain't going to force that upon them. But I believe that He will expose Himself to them and that He'll get real big in their life and they'll have a decision that they need to make. Hey, just like us here tonight, we're going to have a decision here in just a little bit that we got to make. What are we going to do with it? Are we going to keep on in the ways that we're going? Or are we going to allow God to get down deep in us and show us where we fail? Hey, again, I know that's not popular. I know nobody wants to hear that. I know nobody wants to, to be told that they're wrong and wants to be told that they're not doing good enough. Hey, because we'll be honest, we're prideful. We're prideful people. We want to be patted on the back and say, you're doing just fine. You're doing a good job. Keep up the work. You're going to prayer meeting. You're going to church. You're going to every time the door. Hey, we want to hear those things. But you know, hearing those things just ain't good enough sometimes. Sometimes we got to get down and get dirty with it. we got to get down and get work. Get our hands involved in the mud and the mire and all that stuff and be willing to work for God on our knees. I listened to a message this evening and the gentleman was talking about prayer. He says the devil wants everything. He's going to try his best to destroy everything that he possibly can. But we don't have to let him. And how do you say, well, how do we combat? We can't, but by prayer. Right. If we'll start praying and crying out to God for God to move on behalf of our people, God to move in our life and show us, hey, because I, I, I just believe in my heart that He didn't 
listened to earlier in the week about Isaiah searching for everybody else and telling about all the woes and then coming back and saying that it was him that needed to improve. I don't believe that that was just coincidence that that came my way this week. I don't believe that that's just coincidence that that's what I heard. Because I believe that God wants that shared. I believe that God wants His people to know that, hey, I need you to do more. I need you to be better. I need you to try harder. Hey, and again, I'm, the, I'm a pitiful excuse for that. Oftentimes, I don't try hard enough. I get consumed by other things. I get consumed by the TV or by my phone or what's going on on the news. Hey, those things, I need to just let those things pass the way because they're not going to matter in the end anyways. Proverbs 11 and 18 says, The wicked worketh a deceitful work, but to him that soweth righteousness shall be a sure reward. As righteousness tend to life, so he that pursueth evil to his own death. And that kind of goes back to that again. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Right. If we will try our best as a church, hey, and I'm not talking about just here at New Pro, I'm talking about the body of Christ, the church of Christ. If we will try, if we will sow to the things of God and allow God to get real big in our lives and remove those things that are hindering us, keep those things out of our way, that God will do a work in that. You say, what happens if we just grow stagnant? What happens if we just sit there and we don't start growing, tilling our ground? We don't start plowing up all those things. You know, the weeds overtake, you know, just say, I'm just using common and out. The weeds will start growing up and they'll start overtaking the garden. They'll start overtaking the thing. So you have to constantly go out and you have to have to weed it and pick those things out. That's just the way that our Christian life is. Hey, there's things that I go through day in and day out that I constantly have to weed out of my life. There's things that I need to improve on day in and day out that the Lord shows me that I need to do better at. And if I don't remove those things, if I don't pull them out, if I don't pluck those sins up out of the way, they're going to start growing. And they're going to get bigger. And they're going to become more and more and more. And eventually they're going to overtake me and overtake the things that are in my life. But if I'll prune them and I'll get them out as soon as they start coming up, and listen, when God tells me things, hey, they won't be there. It won't be that hard to... No, don't get me wrong. It'll still be hard to maintain. But it's a lot easier to repent of one thing than it is for 50 things. When you just allow things to keep accumulating. And that's what I've found in my life, that if I don't get it fixed right off, that there's usually more and more and more piles up. And before I know it, I'm in an awful shape. I'm in an awful shape and I've got to cry out to God to help me, to restore me again. Another message I listened to this week, a brother was telling that he had had a son that's in the... To motocross or whatever, dirt bikes. Said so they went to the went to the arena, went to the track or whatever it was. Said so I didn't even take my bike with me. I just took him and let him ride. Said so we spent about four or five hours there. Said so I watched him just go around, go around, coached him, trying to get him the right things to do. He said I never once stepped foot on the track. He said but we got home, come back in. He said I just just felt dirty. Just felt like I was unclean. He said, you couldn't see nothing on me. There wasn't nothing visible that you could see. He said, but then I went in and I took a shower. He said, that bathtub turned orange. See, he said, I don't have to partake of the sin that's out there, but I get it all over me just being in the world. So there's times where I have to repent for just being in the world. There's times where I have to get things off of me just from being out in the world. Because if I don't get help from being out in the world... It's just, again, that it's just going to snowball. Keep growing and keep growing and just keep building up and have more and more layers upon me that I'm going to eventually have to get rid of. Amen. That's why it's important tonight 
for us to be sure that we're right, to be sure that we're ready in this in this in this what we're getting ready to partake of. Hey, again, it may not be for anybody else tonight. It may, I may just be preaching to myself, and that is completely fine. Because God knows I need to do better. God knows that I need to improve. God knows that He's there's things. Do you know there's things that He has showed me probably multiple times that I just slide under the rug. Because it's not convenient for me. It's not what I want. But it's what He wants. And if I keep sweeping those things back out, and I don't, if I don't take care of it, He's eventually going to cut me off. To the point where my, His Spirit's not going to dwell with me. I'm still saved, don't get me wrong there. But their Spirit's not going to dwell because there's sin in my life and I have to get it fixed. If He's exposed it to me and I keep rejecting it, I am not right. I have to turn from those things and repent and get let those things just go. You know, it may be things that I think that I need to hold on to, that you think that you need to hold on to, that you think that you can't just live without. But you know, God don't want to take the good things out of your life. God just wants the bad. He wants what's hindering your walk with Him. He wants you to be closer to Him than closer to the TV. He wants you to be closer to Him than closer to the people that you work with. That's all He wants. And oftentimes we get in there and we think, God, why are you trying to take this from me? You know, I've said it before many times. It's been almost nine years now that He's saved me. There's things He's took in the past two years that I have never had no problem with. For six years, I never had no problem with those things. But one day, He said, that's enough of that garbage. That's enough. I need you to, to, to focus more on me. And if I didn't do that, if I don't continue to do that, I'm not going to grow anymore. I'll just be stay, and stay right where I'm at. Hey, and I don't know about you, maybe that's selfish of me, but I don't want to be right where I'm at. I want more of God. I want God to get bigger in my life and to be where people can don't even have to talk to me. They just look upon me and say, hey, is God dwelling with that man? Hey, I'm not trying to be selfish, but hey, that's what my spirit longs for is more of God and less of this place. You know, I know that's not what we want to hear as we get ready to go into this because there's a decision that has to be made. Whether, what do you want to do tonight? Do you want to just stay right where you're at? Do you want to just stay content in the shape that you're in? Or do you want to let God dig down? Dig down real deep where man can't get to. Where nobody else knows what's going on. Where nobody else knows what's happening in your life. Nobody else knows what's happening in your thoughts. Nobody knows what's happening in your alone time. But God does. And if we'll ask Him to dig real deep and to get down real low, to show us the things that we need to improve on yeah. and then respond right. to what He's asking us That's to right. do. Good. Do you know He'll help us in all those right. things? He'll grow us and grow His church and grow the people. Amen. Hey, and that's what I want. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that for our church, for any church, for every, for every believer. I want to surround myself. I want to surround my children, my wife, my parents. Hey, I want everybody to be surrounded by godly people that want their that want God to be have the very best of them. Not just half-hearted on Sunday morning. Not just half-hearted on Sunday night or Wednesday night or whenever service may be. I want to be my kids to be raised up around people that are calling out to God and constantly asking, God, help me do more. Help me to be a better witness. Help me to be a better wife. God, convict me of the wrongs. Convict me of the things that I need to do better at. Yeah. Right. So why? Because hey, I, 
as much as I struggle and as much as I go through things and as hard a time that I have it, I don't want my kids to go through the things that I have to go through. I don't want them to have to fight, and I know that they probably will. But I don't want them to have to fight some of the same battles that I've had to fight. I don't want them to have because hey, I wasn't. I grew up in church for a few years, but then I left for years and years and years. I left, so I wasn't church very much for just four or five years, probably. And it showed. It showed the world had its hold on me, and I'll give it everything that I had. 27 years I give it everything that I had. The best that I could give it. What it asked of me, I would do. No matter what anybody else wanted, I would give it the very best of me. But I look back on my eight eight and a half, almost nine years now, and I have come nowhere close to giving God my very best. I have come nowhere close to serving God the way that I serve the world. And that breaks my heart because of what He did for me. All those worldly things that I was serving, they could fill a void for a little bit. They could take the place of whatever I needed for just a few minutes, for maybe a month or so. But eventually it all wore off. You know, September 28, 2014, I got something that ain't wore off. It just keeps growing and keeps getting bigger and keeps taking over more and more of my life. And I want that more. I want more of that. Again, maybe that's selfish of me. And if it is, I'm sorry. But I want God to be big in my life. When i got troubles, I don't want to have to call the preacher. I don't want to have to call the deacon. I don't want to have to call the song leader. I want to be able to bow my face right there and say, God, I need your help right now. And that's all part of growing. I know that. I know that we have to rely on brothers and sisters. And I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that. But I want that closeness with God to when He says, Repent, I can just drop. When He says, Stop, I can just stop. I don't have to fight that constant battle. And and again, I know that's what we're going to have to do. Until we leave this walk of life, we're constantly going to be fighting our flesh. But sometimes it gets real hard. Sometimes it's a battle that I can't over that I can't win. And that's the problem. I can't win it. Even the smallest of battle that I think that I can handle. Even the smallest of thing that I think that I can overcome. It ain't very long when I find that I'm just overwhelmed. I need him. We need him as a church. My family needs him. I mentioned this morning I've got a handful of people that I could call on in my family that I know have been to church today. That are trying their best to serve God. But I've got multiple handfuls of people that claim that they're alright. But they ain't darkened the doors of church in 20 years. Something wrong there. Something wrong there. Church, I'm asking you tonight. And I may just be alone in this. But Lord, I need you to break up my fallow land. I need you, Lord, to show me what I need to do better. We sung the song there, Lord, Lord, I want to be what you want me to be. I want to do just what you want me to do. And I, I'm honest when I when I say that. Amen. And oftentimes I don't I find myself not doing it though. I find myself turning the other way and going to the things of the world rather than running to the things of God. And I ought not be that way. But if I'll cry out to God and, and ask him, just like I'm asking him here tonight, Lord, you expose that in me. 
You show me what I need to do better. And He will start showing me. He'll start showing you. If you have that desire to be a better Christian, to be a better worker, to be a better preacher, a teacher, whatever it may be, mom, dad, aunt, uncle, grandparents, whatever it may be. We can all do better in that sense. And I'm not preaching to you. I'm telling myself. I can do better than what I'm doing right now. And I want to do better. Again, I mentioned it for my kids, for my church, for anybody that's around me. If I'm living my life for God, they're going to take notice of that. And again, I'm not asking for those things to conceive them upon my own lust. But that God may be glorified. That He may get the glory for what He's done in an old sinner boy that nobody ever thought would amount to nothing. That everybody thought that there was no hope for. That there's no way that God can save somebody like that. There's no way that God can use somebody like that to stand behind a pulpit. Ain't it good to know that God's able to do the impossible? And He can do the impossible for you tonight if you will allow Him and ask Him to. Amen. Somebody else? What we need to do? We're going to give you an invitation then. We're going to sing a song. Last we pay to come back to the instruments. And if there's something in your life that you've got walled off from God, the wall needs to come down now. Uh, before you go any farther in the service, need to make sure that we get that right with God. We've been, uh, we've been dismissing every one of these services in an altar of prayer. And uh, I think we're just going to do that now. We'll invite everybody to join us in an altar of prayer. Let's get our heart right with God. Do the very best we can to prepare before we go forward. Join us if you will.